Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wide, wide, beautiful world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumata Magno. And I am Michael, the next playable character in Smash Brothers Ultimate, Revat. Challenger approaches. <laughs> uh, just when you thought Sakurai couldn't announce yet more things, he announced a thousand new things. He did? Was there some? Did I miss something? Did you miss anything? I, I actually found it quite entertaining because I forgot that the ultimate direct was occurring. And then I saw your tweet storm come in and I was working in Ireland at the time. So it was like weird time zone calibration in my mind. So I watched it later that night. But we, you know, we mentioned it's like, what else could they possibly talk about? But they actually dumped just a ridiculous amount of things on us. That so, is so much stuff. I feel like I've already played the game at this point. I feel like I've played it, I've beaten it, and I'm a world champion in the next Nintendo versus uh, Smash Bros. World Cup. That's how I'm already ready for the next version of Smash Bros. Because I'm so familiar with this one. Ultimate Deluxe HD Remix Edition. <laughs> yes, exactly. So would you like to jump in then? Should we start breaking down? Because it was a big, there was, there was a lot. So should, I, do you want to start going through it? I want to start with the opening, okay? Because... Yeah. Be honest with you, I was blown away by the cinematic opening and the unveil that they had for this direct. And I'm really hoping that these visuals and these cutscenes come to the Switch because I think that would be amazing. This opening had Luigi looking around the mansion, and we'll talk about how he basically got sliced and diced. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, there was a bunch of new character announcements, but were you like enthralled by that opening as much as I was completely in agreement with you. If we don't see similar, um, maybe graphics or sort of similar cinematics in the game, it's going to kind of be a letdown at this point because it was so beautiful. That was, that was my favorite part of the whole direct actually. Yeah. I mean, Luigi's like bopping around and like doing this stuff and this ghost comes out. And then, I mean, I don't know, just to me, that whole opening, I was like, wow, that's so, that's so cool. I just want, I want a movie or something like that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Have like the Smash Brothers movie. Maybe that's the next thing. Maybe that's where they're going with this. Smash Bros. The movie. Well, we already know how Mario Bros. The movie went. So let's yeah, not take true. it there. Well, there were a lot of announcements. Um, and first, I'll just let's go through some of the main things. First was a bunch of new characters, right? Everybody was already here, though, Michael. I thought everybody was already here. But now there's more people that were invited to the Smash Bros party, um, which is bananas. My favorite out of all of it, even though there's apparently more to come, perhaps, is Dark Samus. I think that's really cool. That's my favorite uh, of the new ones. Yeah. The biggest thing probably most people were thought that we would talk about would be Simon and Richter Belmont from Castlevania, which is pretty cool. No? Mm-hmm. Yes? No, that's no, cool. I think that whip is going to really do some damage. I like Simon, but that's not my favorite. Like you said, Dark is Samus is going to be my favorite one of this of this group. I, I'm a Pikachu player. No, they can announce 100 more characters. I'm still playing as Pikachu. I don't care. I'm a Jigglypuff player, so yeah, I get it. So I, I don't, you know, this is just more people for me to beat in the game yeah there was uh chrome from crom from fire emblem and also king k rule from dk country which um which i think is pretty cool um maybe he'll with ridley will will battle because they're both ginormous so that's there you go are you thinking waluigi that's everybody's been screaming about it's gotta happen 
I was discussing with one of my coworkers and she was so upset that Waluigi was not in it. And, you know, I think there's a, a lot of Waluigi bad blood going on. And I don't know if Reggie's, you know, dropping the hammer and like, you know, <laughs> he's taking names and Waluigi's not one of the names that he's taken. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I, maybe it's got it's got to happen if. What if he's like, what if he's like purchasable, downloadable content? Oh, like, man. <laughs> we get one character that you have to buy. It's what Waluigi. If the, what if the entire story revolves around Waluigi? There you go. It's a Spoiler. battle royale. There are so many characters in this now, and he's the final boss that everybody has to be. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Let's talk about the stages. I think I have a new personal favorite. That Dracula's castle from Castlevania looked amazing. I love that there's so much music involved with it, which music played a, a big part in this, and we'll get into that, but 30 tracks just for Dracula's castle. The, the, the different things that you can interact with, I think are going to be just, you know, there's potential Dracula himself shows up, and it's like mm. a little mini boss battle that's going to happen. I think there's just so much happening in the castle alone not only that but they also introduced new donk city hall from mario odyssey and then they said that um there's a hundred stages in total but all of them have like different variations so i think they said if you count those variations you can have almost 300 different stages in this game stupid so many stages i i just want final destination and then good <laughs> that's what everybody that's the only one everybody's gonna play you could have 300 stages we're all gonna just play a one they have to have telemetry on this, which is like everybody plays as this character and everyone plays as on this stage. But I mean, I'm excited. I do enjoy multiple stages and you can turn items off easily, too, which I appreciate or, or the the effects on the stages. So that's cool. I did like New Donk City. But yeah, Dracula's Castle was really nice. I mean, it's a nice addition seeing that Simon and Richter are going to be there. So that's pretty cool. Sure. So like we said, the music is a big part in this direct, which I I thought it was kind of crazy how much they kept bringing it up. You know, oh, there's so many tracks. There's this. Speaking of so many tracks, there's 800 different tracks in this Smash Brothers going across all the different franchises. 800 tracks. Didn't they say that? You could listen to all of them and it would take you like two weeks or like a week or something. Like yeah. That. Like if you listen back to back to back, I think they said there's 28 hours of of music which you know with this new game they actually made it so you can turn the screen off and essentially just have a giant ipod now and walk around with your switch listening to smash brothers ultimate music which i don't know i would never do that personally i just i'm not gonna do it but I know there's people that love this stuff. Some of, I've saw like a lot of people talking on Twitter and things like that, that they're really big fans of a particular, you know, song or a couple of songs. And they're like so worked up about being able to play it on their Switch as an iPod. One person I saw, they were talking about like plugging it into the car and just having <laughs> it like playing. I'm like, wow, okay, I don't want to listen to that, but that's cool. And it's all grouped by franchise so that if you're on a Zelda board, you get any Zelda song from the franchise that you can play on that board, not just whatever's specific to that level. You can adjust it and say, I want this Zelda song, this one, this one, this one. And then that way you have like your own personal battle soundtrack for those levels. I kind of like if you can create your own soundtrack for your own and then you can listen to like it that. later. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, that. I mean, there's definitely going to be songs we hate. And I like the fact that you can be like, oh, get, 
take that right out of rotation. I don't want to hear that song anymore. I hate that song. So I like the fact that you can customize it and, you know, you can have songs that you really enjoy listening to. It just helps with the experience. Yeah. I think that'll be a nice addition. And to be honest, there's yet even more that they decided to talk about because like any Smash Bros game and announcement, there's got to be item and Pokemon and assist trophies and a bunch of stuff that is firing at people for no good reason. And Smash, there's some really cool announcements. There's a bunch of new items. So there's this Rage Blaster, which becomes like this uh, more powerful um, as a user damage, like kind of climbs. So you become you know more powerful as you accrue damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- uh, Death Seeth Sith. How do you pronounce that? Scyther? Scyther. Scythe? Scythe. Scythe. And then a podcast where we can't pronounce anything. Yeah, well, it's going, that's on par with everything else we do. (laughs) So this is almost what killed Luigi in the beginning because it, it immediately KOs any heavily damaged players. So that's kind of, kind of a nice uh, item. And then there was tons of new Pokemon, which come out of Pokeballs. Uh, My favorite though, I mean, there was a Vulpix, which I know that you're excited for. I uh, love Volpex. Lanala, Mimikyu, Abra, which is cool. Ditto. My favorite, though, is the Alolan Executor because we all captured oh, yeah. that one. So I tall. liked in the direct that it was so tall. Its head is like off the screen. You can't even see it. <laughs> so cool. That was, that was really good. They they need to have more of the Alolan uh, Executor in every Nintendo <laughs> game ever. Every just game, all it just pops up. It's like in the background. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And while new Pokemon are cool, I always feel like uh, the assist trophies are even more fun because they have more abilities than just the Pokemon. I always think the Pokemon are kind of assist trophies in a way, but they kind of are. But my favorite is that there's assist trophies for Knuckles from Sonic, Zero from Mega Man X, Shovel Knight, um, Moon from The Legend of of Zelda Majora's Mask, uh, and Rathalos, which is a dragon from Monster Hunter. Um, it will also be a boss. So there's like all these really crazy assist trophies. Uh, isn't Waluigi an assist trophy too, though? I so. think so. I, I honestly can't even keep track anymore. I mean, it's funny because they they heard everybody saying that Ridley was too big and they're like, hold my beer. And they give us Rathalos, <laughs> which is like five <laughs> times the bigger. <laughs> the crossovers are really becoming interesting in, in this game because it's no longer just you know, Nintendo characters only. It's never only been, or they slowly crept up. And now you have all these assist trophies all over the place. Just so much happening. And I think that's where they can have more fun, right? They get these assist trophies and they're just like, you know what? We're going to go crazy. The, the assist trophies, they're not playable. We don't have to go too much with them. We're going to throw the most random stuff at you and and just let it all. Some people are going to just say, I don't want that in my game. And then others going to, like me, I just let it all happen. I want it all on all the time. I want the levels set to random. I just want things as crazy as possible because I feel like if you can do good in that situation, then you're most likely going to do good in any situation because it's just anarchy, right? So I, I look at it that way. It's like just training you to be better. And I and I am definitely without a doubt not like a hardcore Smash Bros player where some people are i would say i'm more of just like a casual i just love the game it's it was always a game that meant a lot to me you know you and i both went to uat it was something that was always being played always mm-hmm. there was always, always a game of smash brothers going on and it was like yeah let's jump in and i want to play i want to do tarot out with me and pikachu again and um so for me it kind of just brings me back to that it brings me back to like those moments that i had so much fun and it, i'm super excited to to do that again with this game yeah 
Yeah, I think so. And I hope that the online is really good. That's my big thing is I really want that to be good. But I I hope it encourages me to get out and bring my switch over. And ideally, if the switch can do local Wi-Fi, that would be really nice. We each have our own screen and we can do Mm. our own thing with our controllers. I think that'd be pretty nice. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now game modes. There's a ton of game modes in this version of the game. You've got classic mode which is the single player mode that challenges the players to fight through like different lineup of characters. And then typically, at least it used to, it ended with master hand um, as like the final boss that who knows what is going to be this case, but that's just your run of the mill single player mode. Then you have the stamina battle, which is going to have players basically trying to deplete each other's stamina. And then the last one standing wins, which it kind of sounds just like a normal mode to me. Like that's what, just fighting each other is kind of right. I mean, yeah. last one standing wins. I don't, whatever. It sounds like it. So th- yeah. So then you had the squad strike with, this is a new mode that allows players to go head to head with groups of fighters instead of just uh. one. So you can do three on three or five on five battles. And then each player controls that entire team. And to me, that sounds crazy, but I think there's a lot of strategy that can be happening with that. You know, if some, if one character is weak in a certain area, you just, pair them with somebody that's really strong in that area it's kind of like pokemon with smash brothers characters trying to create your best team then you have the tournament mode or tourney mode um and this is essentially what you think of it's it it, but it's geared for bigger groups so you can have up to 32 people participate in a single tournament Um, and then if you don't have quite that many you can fill the rest in with ai Uh, so it's good for any larger groups up to 32 okay <laughs> <Then we laughs> all have, right <laughs> yeah then we have smashdown mode um characters will become locked after they've been used once you you have to be good with a bunch of different characters so if you if i'm good if i really enjoy pikachu and i get good with pikachu i play the smashdown mode i only get to use pikachu that one time and then uh, it switches me to somebody else so I like that. if you're yeah i like that it's gonna force you to to kind of learn other characters. I'm, I'm all for it. And then speaking of learning other characters, there's this training mode. And they always had like something like that, but this one I think is going even further with it. So this training mode has a grid overlay that, that you can put up and it allows you to see where your attacks are hitting. So if you're hitting something that's kind of close range, where the best uh, damage is for that, and it shows you like trajectories for if you're throwing something or you're hitting with you know something, and it can show you like uh, red means it doesn't do any damage at that distance, whereas blue means you're hitting 100% at that distance. So you can start to really gauge where you know you need to be in the best position to hurt somebody. And I think that's that's awesome if you want to get really, really good. I personally, I just want to play. Right. I just want to jump in, start wailing around on people and see see where it goes. If I if I lose a ton, that's part of the fun to me. I don't I I never have spent a lot of time in a training of any game. I just kind of screw around. But I think this is geared towards that super competitive. You know, I think they're trying to push this into that arena. And um, I think this would be a perfect mode for that. Yeah, I I I mean, all these modes sound great. Like, I'll I'll, I'll check them all out. I'm probably just going to play against people. But you know, online there's that. battles, online <laughs> yeah. battles, online local yeah. battles. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to sleep on people all day. That's what my Jigglypuff does. But to be honest, you know, you in our show notes, we said, what's left to add? Like, what is left? And I'll say that the only thing that I want still 
I want a story mode. I want a story mode. Of I would love that. Especially like we said, those cinematics, like mm-hmm. fit that into a cool story mode. Oh, man. And they had that in the GameCube version. One version. Right. There was some version where there, there was, was one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, classic mode is fine, but it, it doesn't really encourage me to do stuff. And I don't know how the story mode it should be with any character where I can just take any character and like play through that, that mode. I just want to have, I want to have challenges and I want to have, uh, you know, some experience there. It's still the typical battles, but I want to feel as if I'm doing stuff like use an assist trophy five times or do this or that. Know, that's the only thing I want. What about you? Yeah, I would love a story mode. Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't need more characters. I don't need more music. I don't need more levels. I don't know what else there is to talk about for this game. And, and you know, there, we still have months to go. So I do think that there's a, they did hint at a blurred out mode that they didn't, they didn't, couldn't talk about yet. It was teased. So I, I think that could be our story mode. That could be something else that gives us that, that one missing piece. But you know, as long as the online is good, that's probably where I'll spend most of my time just playing other players. I don't do a whole lot of couch, like co-op or couch, like battling or anything like that anymore. It just, you know, like you and I, there's never going to be a chance where we could sit down and play it like we used to. So we need that online component for that. It's because and, we don't have any friends. Yeah, we basically would all have that. Um, but aside from that, there's nothing else that's missing for me. You know, there's I. this is truly the ultimate edition. I can't think of other stuff to put in here. And it makes me actually wonder, and I want to pose this question to you. Is this the last Smash Brothers? That's what they said the last time. And I feel as if you can always just up res things change some more things around and it's just like you know street fighter there could always be another street fighter you know what i mean and sure um there could they could someone could come up with a unique twist or do something a new story mode i mean it depends on if there's another switch but i think that this will be the only smash brothers that is released on the switch like they're not going to do another they don't do that they're like one smash bros per console generation like we're good and yes. I, I believe that there will be additional content. They'll probably add more players. Who knows what they'll do? Why, why not, right? Well, that's, I guess, why I'm asked. That's what makes me think maybe this is literally the ultimate Smash Brothers. They may come out with downloadable content. They may come down, you know, things like that that you can purchase. But this could be the last game. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering. I can't see, unless it's 10 years down the road where we have new Nintendo characters that aren't in this or whatever. But I mean, it's all, you already, you called it ultimate. <laughs> Where are you going to go? This is now the super duper Smash Bros. More ultimater. You know what I mean? Like, where do you go from there? Ultimate. Ultimatist. Do you need more directs? Do you need more to, about this game? No, I don't need anything. I didn't need this one. I just, just give it to me. That's the interesting part is like, it's just going to sell a bajillion copies. I, You know, I think that the one thing that this direct does is we talk about kind of expectations from uh, the stock market and, you know, people and sales and all this stuff. And they're always like, Oh, there's no new games. And probably kind of seeing like, we're going to do a, we're going to do a direct where we announce a few new characters, a few new stages and everyone talks about it for three weeks. Oh, I get it. Like where you guys are going to sell. How many units did you sell? Oh, like 20 million. Oh, you're going to sell 20 million copies. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. I think everyone is going to jump on it. But the nice thing here is that the switch is really set up for success that if you buy a switch in two years from now, 
your catalog of must-own games is going to be so amazing. It already is amazing. Well, let's jump ahead because we are 23 minutes into this nice, short uh, Nintendo dispatch for everybody, <laughs> and we've covered one article. Well, it wasn't Title. 30. One story. <laughs> one story. Well, we have a few more things revolving around that, which is we did mention, I have to, uh, this is just more of a funny thing, but um, you know, in the beginning of the Smash Bros. Direct, uh, Luigi did, did get killed. It was very sad. I was taken back. The Grim Reaper came in, slashed him up, took his soul, and um, everyone was really worried. Like, is he dead? Is he going to come back? He didn't come back during the, the the actual stream. So we were very, were very worried. But I will say that we did get official confirmation from Nintendo that uh, that we should not worry and that Luigi is not dead. He is OK. Well, he didn't say that he's not dead. Uh, Nintendo UK verse uh, tweeted to everybody and said, Luigi is OK. And that was it. And that was it. That's all that they that's all that they tweeted. So we can assume that Luigi will still be around, that he hasn't been removed from from Smash Bros. So we'll see him in some form. Yes, that's my guess. And that actually segues right into the next topic. So as we had mentioned, there was a blurry menu on during the direct that they were showing and they can't give any more details. Well, somebody, a Twitter um uh, somebody tweeted out that they had figured out what is actually in that menu box. They went through and painstakingly like overlapped it and, and like looked at each frame. And apparently it says spirits. So it's a spirit mode, which makes a lot of sense. If we're talking about Luigi, who we see his spirit being ripped cleared out of his body. So I don't have any idea what spirit mode actually would be. I I don't know. Maybe that's the story mode that we want. And it's kind of like mm. you're trying to I have no idea, but I think that's why they showed us that in the very beginning. I think that's leading into that that mode. It was a teaser for that spirit mode. Yeah, they have a really interesting main menu too. like when you look at this article, they have a screenshot of the main menu where on smashes on the top left, this green mystery mode is on the bottom left. Which would make some sense. Maybe that's the story. There's online, games, and more, vault. And then there's the weird flyout navigation thing. I don't quite understand. Like, mm-hmm. you press ZR. I don't... It's like its own user interface on top of a user interface. It's kind of weird. But um, I don't know. I... Sure. Sure. Get, well, I don't, who cares? Like, it's just... I don't care. Just give me the game. Just give me the game. Give me the game. Yeah, talking about giving me the game, give me some online service. Yes, we already know that Nintendo, so this is the thing that kind of worries me, is Nintendo announced that they had an online service, then they announced that it would be in September. Now they're getting really excited that they're coming in the second half of September. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nintendo of America tweeted, and it was also in our Nintendo Switch uh, news, that it's very true that Nintendo Switch Online will launch in the second half of September. It'll provide online play, um, save data, uh, cloud backup, and a growing library of NES titles. One thing that was kind of nice is if you go into your your uh, Nintendo Switch news, when you browse uh, through it, you'll see this. You know, get ready for the online Switch. They say that you know Splatoon Two, Arms, Mario Kart Eight, uh, Deluxe, Mario Tennis, and more will be playable online. Uh, they just say that a selection of classic NES games. They do note that save uh, data cloud backup compatibility varies per game. Be aware of that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I just kind of figured it was all once you had it, that was it. Cloud save data was done. Yeah. Hmm. I don't like that. It says persistent internet and compatible smartphone or tablet required to use Nintendo Switch online app. Data charges may vary. So they're going to come. It's it's happening. We already know it's happening, but we can reconfirm that it's still happening. And <laughs> that if you liked those Amazon gift cards that you could like buy your three or 12 months, you can now pre-order Nintendo Switch online three and 12 month cards at um, GameStop and Best Buy. So if you don't want to give Nintendo a credit card, you can just get it there. Sweet. Uh, again, like smash. I'm ready. Just come come out with it because the way they're feeding us this, it's kind of like, why can't you give a date? What's going on? Just do it, it. It makes me a little nervous. Just do it, Nintendo. Do it. Let's jump to some uh, game announcements because we have some really awesome stuff, not just Smash Bros with a bunch of stuff. I think there was tons of great things that happened this week. Uh, the first thing is that we can officially confirm that our good friends over at id and panic button are delivering doom eternal to the switch and i am so excited so excited uh this was something that we we had thought about right because we're like hey doom is already out wolfenstein 2 is already out why not so i if we get it day and day i'm insta buy nice in the same around the same time um id software also had an interview in variety the director over at um over at id software tim willits uh mentioned that hey you know we're bringing doom internal out and they said that uh when questioned if they were going to bring rage 2 out because they were interviewing about rage and how well it was doing he said we're looking at the tech on that right now and we're still evaluating that we stream everything and we're just looking because everything is open everything's available so there's no level loads we are looking at that now but we don't know that's why there's a lot of there's a <laughs> okay. lot of yeses in that. Um, but it would make sense because of Doom, Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Tuner coming out and Panic Button's on board. Maybe Panic Button uh, needs to hire more developers. Maybe, maybe that's what needs to happen. Yeah, right. That's it. Yeah, I'm excited. Their answer is yes, we don't know. <laughs> yes, yes. And we don't know. Uh, another thing that we don't know about but has been hinted is the Switch may, may be getting Diablo 3. Maybe. Um, this was actually hinted at a couple of times, but during the direct blizzard put out a little video, like just kind of spoot, there, we can just tweet this out for people. And it was actually the blizzard community manager, Brandy, I think Kamel, Camel, Kamel, <laughs> Camel, Kamel, Camel, 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 uh, said that they have not forgot about the game. Put your fears aside. They, she actually was quoted as saying, we have multiple Diablo projects in the works. Some of them are going to take a little longer than others, but we may have some great news later this year. Wait a second. So wait a second. I, wait a second. A Blizzard game? Take a long time, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, obviously, another one is going to be like, if they have a lot of projects, one of them is going to be Diablo 4, I would assume, right? If you have multiples. The other one I'm thinking has got to be a port. And the reason I say this is that Blizzard had teased out a, a tweet a little while back that shows the Diablo head in a light switch being flipped on and off. So it's a little like tongue in cheek. They said when they were asked and pushed on it, they said, oh, no, no, you know, threw their hands in the air and just, oh, we're just having fun. It's just fun. But then Eurogamer actually came out and said, well, we found out that you actually are developing that. And then 
uh, Kotaku actually heard some very similar stuff from reliable sources. So there's a lot of their blizzards kind of like, I think they're more or less just saying, well, we're not really sure if we can do this. We are playing with it. We are tweezing, you know, teasing it out, having fun, but we don't want to say we're doing it in case we can't. Mm. Um, I don't know if this would change your mind. I don't know if you played Diablo 3. I played it a lot on the computer. So I personally, even though I really enjoyed the game, don't think I'd buy it again on the Switch. If it was a free-to-play version, maybe, I guess. I I can't it. see that happening. But I would not pay, like, unless it's very reasonably priced. 10 bucks. Not full price. You cannot do this full price again. No, I bought it on the PlayStation 3 a long time ago, but and you and I played like once or twice, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm okay with it not coming out. But who, yeah, who's I, to say? I, I wouldn't play it. But there could be people that have never played it. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, that's another great game for them on the Switch. Yeah. I just don't want to, I won't pay a full price for it. Bring every game. Just do it. Um, every game. Well, one game not coming, though. (laughs) (laughs) Bring every game but this one. (laughs) uh, Is a game called Steep. Steep is a a massive open world action sports mountain playground where you snowboard, do a bunch of crazy stuff. And it came out a while ago for PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PC. And this was actually teased a little bit and announced kind of for the Switch uh, in the early annou- announcements uh, around January 2017, so over a year and a half ago when we were first talking about the Switch. Mm-hmm. And they are now they always are adding new content to the game. And um, somebody tweeted from the Steep account about this, you know, sharing screenshots and like there's really cool stuff. And someone tweeted uh, news on the Switch version of the game because it was officially coming out and Steep was... Um, you know, uh, from Ubisoft and hey, Ubisoft has a great relationship with Nintendo and mm-hmm. they said um, basically not coming. They said we are we are wholly dedicated to supporting the live game and made the decision to stop steep development on the Nintendo Switch platform to focus on bringing new live content and challenges to steep players instead. We'll have more exciting news to share soon, whatever the heck that means. Um, mm. uh, basically that they still I mean, they don't have plans unless there's a steep two. But, you know, Ubisoft uh, confirmed it and people were very upset, of course, uh, all the time. Why not? Um, It seems like that's not the way to announce it in general, but that's just me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. This was one of those games that was in that initial sizzle reel for the Switch. And I think it's one of the very few that didn't actually happen. Um, so somebody reached out to you and said, hey, are we getting this on the Switch? You give all this stuff. No, no, we're not doing anything. But we have more exciting news to share soon. Yeah. Unless that exciting news is that we're joking and it is coming out on the Switch. Why would anybody that asked you that be excited for the news that you have coming? Like, why would you put that in there yeah it seems like such a weird thing to say after just telling them oh yeah no that's not actually happening yeah or why even say anything i guess why even say just no it's not it's we our our efforts are somewhere else sorry yeah like yeah one thing that was funny is that someone did say hey if you need help porting a game uh maybe check out the good guys and gals over at panic button Yeah, definitely. Maybe they can take up this mantle and run with it because that, you know, Ubisoft is dropping the ball. Yeah. Um, All right. So Pokemon Quest, you and I barely played this on the Switch. We barely played it on mobile, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people actually are playing this game. Pokemon Quest mobile in June made $3 million in revenue. 
that first week mm-hmm. and it had 3.5 million downloads which i was one of them yeah. um, a month later sensor tower did a report that says the players have spent more than eight million dollars total in this first month of the mobile game coming out eight million it's pretty the good. revenue sources are kind of broken up so you got japan is actually in first with 34 percent of the revenue u.s did 24 percent, and then south korea came in with 12 ios players are the majority they have 66 percent, and then google Play is 44 so it has slowed down a little bit since that very you know great start the best day was actually june 30th it grossed in that day five hundred and eighty thousand dollars um and now it's at a total of eight million downloads so everybody has essentially spent one dollar i think it's good but not great i mean that is a lot of money but i mean it's only a month so yeah but but you know what else is interesting there's a cap with with this game i was watching a lot of reviews that people have played through it all you can only spend i think like 50 dollars total in this game Mm -hmm. total that gets you everything you need so Granted, that's whatever with the amount of people that everybody would be like four, I don't know, 400 million or whatever. But um, it's it's kind of interesting that this has a cap on it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the number would be even higher if the people spending the money could spend more. Yeah, that's true. I am very curious because this we weren't sure how this was going to work. But I know when it came on the Switch, you could only buy certain bundles and it didn't really make sense to spend more than that. And I don't know if you'd even need to buy them again. So I think in general, um, I think that's cool. I mean, that's a very Nintendo way of doing it, right? They're not looking to scrape dollars off of people nonstop. But I mean, good. For, I don't know how much it costs to make. Probably more than $8 million. But um, <laughs> that's my assumption. So it's not making engrossing billions of dollars. But $8 million is not too shabby. I'll just say that yeah um yeah i'm 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 be interested if they say like how happy they are about that or not it seems like it's pretty good for the first month but it depends on how that keeps trending if the number just drops and you know next month it's at half that and then half that again i would imagine they're they're not they want this to have legs right they want it to last i would assume so yeah i mean an eight million downloads is pretty good for a game like this because it's not like a main game it's not pokemon go it's very different Mm. type of pokemon game but i could see it continuing to trickle on and, and make money throughout throughout the throughout the year um you know a lot of positive news um but one game that has had so much drama around it this last week that we're not even talking about on the podcast is dead cells uh dead cells itself is an amazing metroidvania uh type of game that everyone that i know have played it have just simply loved it but have confirmed to me in person those this is a nintendo direct confirmation that there are not only frame rate issues on all consoles but also they seem to impact the nintendo switch even more so much that Mm. game developer motion twin uh came out and apologized for the frame rate drops on the nintendo switch they said we are aware of the frame rate drops in some areas of the game however we didn't feel like it was getting in the way of us having a good time with dead cells And we have to make a choice between significantly delaying the launch of the Switch version until after um, the release of other platforms or getting it out to fans at the same time as everyone else. The former seemed more damaging for Switch owners. Now, 
This being said, uh, they did apologize to everyone who's expecting a higher uh, port quality and to anyone that's been disappointed by performances on the Nintendo Switch. My buddy Jesse, uh, who has played a lot of this, um, he honestly said that, yeah, you know, there are parts where it kind of slows down, but nothing is unplayable at all. He goes, people are really getting hung up on that it drops into the 30s or something like that. He's like, you know what? The music isn't impacted. I'm not dying because of it. And there's just a lot happening on the screen. He's like, it didn't stop me from having a good time. And to him, he thinks people are freaking out a little bit too much. And mm-hmm. I would rather have a game that um, has some frame drop from here to there that loads quick than a game that takes a minute and a half to load a level every time I die. Burn on little nightmares. <laughs> burn sick burn and that's what they said right i mean they wanted this out they wanted it out with all the other games and this was something that was a choice they made Mm -hmm. so i i do think it's gonna get fixed at some point but i'm planning on getting the game that's going to happen but i have other games to play through still and this may just kind of make that okay right i'm not rushing to play it this second but i do think people overreact to pretty much everything. So I'm sure it's okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's just fine and <laughs> it's fine. Um, in other news, the last article before we get into the best sellers is that around the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, announcements, there were some tweets, there were some other announcements about a new bundle, which I am extremely excited for. There's going to be a Smash Bros. Ultimate limited edition that will come out. I'm Not sure if it's only in the UK, though. I'm very puzzled because Nintendo of Europe tweeted this and uh, Engadget attempted to confirm. But the bundle comes with not only a limited edition copy of the game, I believe in Steelbook form. It comes with a GameCube controller, Smash Bros. Edition, and a GameCube controller adapter. Now, you can pre-order these separately already, but they all come together um, in this nice, beautiful bundle in a big box that you'll just throw away. But it has really cool art <laughs> on it in general, the big, wide. I, I'm thinking, I'm guessing, though, that can't be the final art because I'm sure we're going to have more characters unless we can analyze. We have to zoom in and analyze mm. that photo to see if there's anybody in there that we didn't hear about yet. Yeah. But my guess is the artwork will change. Has to. Has to. Has to. Has to happen. Yeah. Well, my friend, should we talk about the bestsellers this week? Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah, there's a pretty good mix up. It actually shifted quite a bit. So with no surprise for the top five in the number one spot is Dead Cells at $25. Then you have Overcooked 2, also 25 bucks. Okami HD, which is on my must-get list at twenty. Minecraft, thirty dollars, and Hollow Knight, fifteen dollars. Hanging on, yeah. And if you look at just the top five downloads, it actually mixed up pretty good too. You have Okami HD in number one. Hollow Knight is number two. Mega Man X Legacy Collection two, then Mega Man X Legacy Collection one, and then following it out is salt and sanctuary yeah so pretty good overall i mean this is kind of what i expected some really big games i'm shocked that okami jumped up way way above but you know that's really good i i'm i'm impressed i'm excited for it i you know a couple of the groups that i'm i'm a part of actually there's a few people that have actually said i'm getting this this time and i'm one of those i'm in that i'm in that camp where i haven't played it before i want it so just to talk about the top 30 we always like to kind of you know, mention where the new 
games debut on that top 30 list. And in ninth place overall, Salt and Sanctuary. So that's 18 bucks. 22nd place, Titan Quest at $40. And then 23rd place was Pick Cross 2, and that's $9. Yeah, pretty surprised. Salt and Sanctuary, which we talked about a little bit last week, that game uh, sort of uh, like a Dark Souls. Dark Souls, thank you. Dark Souls 2D game uh in general it's been getting really good reviews so for 18 bucks that's not bad i don't know if it's a game for me but i am surprised at titan quest (laughs) titan quest coming out doing it one thing that nintendo did this week which is the first time i believe that they've ever done this correct me if i'm wrong but on the news feed they announced the top 30 game downloads for july 2018 so this is not only just bestsellers but includes the free games which we often don't know about because they're not in the list you know would you expect for is fortnite just downloaded more than anything Octopath anything we have no idea because they don't include the free games so let's break them down really quick these are the top downloaded games for July Fortnite number one Octopath number two Hollow Knight number three Minecraft and Enter the Gungeon which was on sale for a long time sold a buttload um any surprises there for you the top five Hollow Knight always surprised me because it seems like the little the little night that could, you know, <laughs> you, you got it up there with Fortnite, which is just a, is a monster, right? It's a juggernaut. And then Octopath, we've heard amazing things like can't keep it in, in, in stock. Mm-hmm. And then you got little Hollow Knight just slashing away in third. I mean, we all know it's an amazing game, but it's kind of a cool thing. Such a small, um, a small lure, I should say, uh, uh, developer putting that out and, and having it be so high up. Yeah, I thought it was really great. I mean, that Unto the Gungeon is really cool, too. If I go down this list even more, some real surprise on there. Number six, Zelda, seven, Splatoon 2, Sonic Mania, Mario Tennis Aces, Rocket League, cap in the top 10. Then we bring it down to Stardew Valley, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, um, (laughs) number 12 on there, Mega Man X Legacy Collection, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, of course, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Fallout Shelter, big surprise at 17, Arcade Archives, um, Super Mario Bros. coming in at 17. Wow. Dead Cells, mm. this must be only from pre-orders because it wasn't out in July, is uh, at 18. Overcooked Special Edition, the original. Pokemon Quest, number 20. Big surprise here, uh, FIFA 18. People do love the, the soccer coming in at 21. Paladins, which had only been out for a little bit, 22. Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2, Super Mario Odyssey, Pocket Rumble 25, lucky number 25, Mario Rabbids, uh, Wizard of Legend, Yeez 8, <laughs> I think yeah, I can count, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and Overcooked 2. So that's the top 30. Pretty cool in general. I'm really, I like that they did this. This kind of gives us some insight into, hey, you know, Fortnite is actually selling or downloading bajillions. Yeah, no, I like I like anytime Nintendo gives us some sort of stats on where things are. And, you know, it's it's funny. You can be in a vacuum sometimes. You and I can talk or we put out this podcast and we can talk about games that we're loving. But it's nice to see where that kind of falls in the in the scheme of things. And then, it, you know, like we said, Hollow Knight's not a sleeper. Everybody knows about it. But what if it was lower or didn't even make this list and, and you're just loving it, right? You know, mm-hmm. to put a little more emphasis on it. It's like, yeah. guys, there's this amazing game. It's it's kind of going under the radar. I want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of reminds me like, oh, that game was a top 30 game. Maybe I should go look at that. I mean, I don't understand why Super Destronaut DX was not on this list, but come on, people, download that game. 
I actually jumped back into it. Well, they saw us on the top score, and they they know they can't compete any longer. That's true. Good point. Uh, Well, let's bring it down. (laughs) New releases this week. Uh, There are just two physical releases from what we can find uh, coming out. I don't know why it's so hard to figure out what's physical and what's digital, but according to GameStop... Nintendo likes to throw a loop at it. You know, they mix it up. They do. They're like, hey, we told you there was... like My favorite is... We were going down through some of the games and they're like, there's a physical and then it would bring you to Amazon or GameStop. And it's like, nope, just kidding. They're like, OK, yeah, cool. psych. But we did our research and there are two. Voyez, 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 Voyez. Um, this game has been out on the eShop since the very beginning. This is an original mobile game. It's a music rhythm game. Um, you can get it di- digitally for $25 and now buy it for 40 So that's up to you. And then Tennis World Tour, because if you need more tennis in your life, it's there. Uh, fifty dollars mm. coming out. Um, going to be out on the fourteenth of August for both of those. Sweet. So then, as far as the digital downloads, we have quite a few. On August fourteenth, we has, have Cosmic Star Heroin for thirteen fifty. This is a two D sixteen bit style RPG. There's also twenty sixty four Read Only Memories Integral. It's Price pre-purchase discount is eighteen fifty-seven, and then get it get this. Its full price is twenty sixty-four cents. Get it? I get it. <laughs> I got yeah. it. Nah. This is actually looks really interesting. It's a it's a wish list game for me at least. It's a multi-layered storyline with branching pathways and multiple endings based on those choices you made. So they they quoted as saying a journey of puzzle solving and exploring as you investigate the mysterious world and characters of Neo San Francisco. So it's a retro futuristic take on a point and click adventure. It's heavy on the narrative and really unique gameplay challenges that you're going to kind of go through as you're playing the game. Some of the exclusives you're going to get through getting it on the switch is that you're going to have the punks side story thrown in HD rumble, which I mean, a lot of these games mention HD rumble as like a, you know, it's, Oh, it's a feature. Isn't it just like rumble? I don't, I've never felt (laughs) a difference between like, Oh, this is HD rumble versus just, Oh, my controller vibrates. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And then you're also going to get a 55 page digital art art book of the game, the soundtrack, and then like the trailers and it says and more. I don't know what that includes, but it looks super interesting. Pre-purchase it right now. 1857. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can get it also on uh, Steam for twenty dollars and sixty four cents in the bundle, which is pretty entertaining, all that good stuff. But I'm watching the trailer too. I've watched the trailer ahead of time watching it again. It's it's a pretty cool Steam cyberpunk thriller type uh, adventure. I always like that type of stuff. So on the 15th, there is State of Mind for $40. Again, there were so many games coming out this this week that I think are are must buy for me or at least wish list buys for me where this is a sci-fi thriller set in a dystopian near future and you explore a rich unique visual world kind of looks like um uh low poly characters so it looks sort of similar to no man's sky very you know those poly shapes but then the environments you're walking around in are very realistic and you play as this journalist which there's a lot of games coming out where you're playing (laughs) as journalists lately um, and his name is Richard and you play as him and then five other additional characters. And it all is you, you kind of go through this story and you have to use deductive reasoning and research to figure out what is going on in Richard's past. 
August 16th, we have Castle Storm for $15. And this is from our friends over at Zen Studios who does the pinball game we love so much. It's a light-hearted action strategy game. And if you buy into this, not only do you get the original campaign, but you get two additional expansions thrown in. You get the From Outcast to Savior expansion and the Warrior Queen. So that looks like a lot of fun. There's also Johnny Turbo's Arcade Nitro Ball for seven. Can't go a week without Johnny. That's what I say. Also coming out on the 16th is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes for $15. This, this is a really interesting game in that you, you have one player who's on the Switch and he's looking at a bomb. So he's turning it around. He's looking at all the different components. You know, there's the button here and there's the serials and numbers and there's all these wires and things like that. And you're sitting in a room with people that are, quote unquote, the experts, but they can't see the bomb. What they do have, though, is the bomb defusal manual that they have to flip through, which you download on bombmanual.com. And so your job is you need to explain what you're looking at and you need to turn the bomb and say, oh, my God, okay, there's there's a red and green wire on the right hand side. There's a serial number here and there's this and that and switches about and they are flipping crazy through this manual trying to figure out how to defuse this version of the bomb. And if you don't do it quick enough or you're not concise and clear enough in what you're trying to explain both sides, the bomb goes off. Now, this is awesome because every they're procedurally generated puzzles. Each bomb is going to be different every single time. So that's going to help keep things a little bit fresh. And you can do this. It has to be local co-op for two or more people. I mean, it'd be real bad if you're trying to play by yourself. I I watched the trailer. I saw this game. I hate this game. I hate, you hate, this, I hate game. this game. I have no friends, so I can't play this game. <laughs> That's what I say. A one person to you. You have to look at the bomb and quickly flip through the book by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that would be the saddest game night ever. But I could see this if you do. If you are a unicorn and have friends, this game could actually be kind of fun. I can see this being like just a lot of yelling and shouting at each other and don't oh, cut the cut the other wire, you know, kind of stuff like that. I think that would be a blast. Oh, get it? Blast. Oh, my goodness. Stupid. Uh, I think it would be a really fun party game like the Jax games and things like that. So I, I, I'm, I, I digress. I joke, but it, it is a cool concept. And I'd like to see more of these things, kind of party games come out for the Switch. I think it's a cool use of the Switch stuff. Yeah. Uh, also is Manual Samuel for $10. I mean, there's just so many. Usually we can blow through some of these games, but so many of them deserve explanations because it just sounds like they sound so cool so manual samuel is you play as samuel and he dies in a car accident so he meets he meets death and death and he he manages to talk himself into getting one more chance give me one more chance i can do things right and so death says well right that's fine but you have to survive one day without having anything any of your bodily functions anything you do operate automatically essentially (laughs) you have to manually control everything so you have to blink for samuel you have to make samuel walk and go to work and go to the bathroom and hilarity ensues so you're just trying to make your body do things and and if you watch the trailer there's like you're trying to go upstairs and you get to the top and you can't get that one leg to do what you got to do and your guy's not breathing because you didn't use his lungs and he's got one eye open because he's not (laughs) blinking right and he falls down the stairs um and it just looks like this would be 
another game where you just are laughing so hard the entire time. I can imagine people streaming this and it just being extremely entertaining. You can play it solo, but they also have it so you can share the joy and play two player and have each person controlling different body parts. So like you are controlling the arms, I'm controlling the legs. And then we're just, it's mass anarchy. We're trying to get Samuel to, to survive. <laughs> if he survives that one day, he gets his life back. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Um, all right. So then we have next up hero for $20, then reds kingdom for 10 and Robato Ro- Robato. Yeah. For 10. Oh yeah, that game. So so Robo Bobato, Robobato. I I watch this. You play as Robobato. You play as Rob and Otto. So Robato, and these are two maintenance robots, and it's like a two D um, puzzler where you're going traveling through a malfunctioning spaceship, and they each can do a certain action. There's like a hundred levels. Uh, you can play single or local co op. Up to you. Uh, it didn't really do it for me uh, for ten bones, but. Eh. Yeah, I was the same way. I was looking at that's why I didn't really get into too much with that because it, it, it just doesn't sell it. I like the concept of it, but I don't think the execution was good enough. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm sure there's people that are going to love that game. There it is. $10. That comes out on the 16th. On the 17th, we have Detective Gallo for $15. This is a point and click comic noir adventure. Uh, everything is very hand illustrated, which is a, is a common theme right now a lot of hand illustrated games coming out then we have persian knights sands of wonder for 15 dollars. Ooh, sands of wonder it's like a point and click or something it's got to be a point and click adventure yeah it looks like a turd and then there's polygod <laughs> for 15 dollars. all right all right all right <laughs> followed by treadnoughts for 10 now i was actually i was kind of disappointed with treadnoughts because Treadnoughts looks like worms, yeah. which is a game I really enjoy. Yep. And but you're in tanks, and then I'm like, oh, it's only couch co-op up to four people. Classic. It looks like a such a stripped down version of worms. You could have had this awesome tank game, but it's not. Yeah, that would have been cool. I did look at the, the the moment I watched the trailer for this, I go, This is worms. And then disappointment. So Yeah, yeah. So if they did a so if you're out there, whether it's treadnoughts or another tank game developer make this game make a worm where you got tanks and make it online people need to have options do co-op if you want and and, you know couch co-op but you gotta have an online version for people i need that it's 2018 people make it happen make it happen so now we made it we did it we did it we're at everybody's favorite point in the show what you playing? Well, you and I both this weekend took a break from our normal Nintendo Switch play and downloaded the Dragon Ball Fighter Z open beta. What'd you think? Sure did. Oh, terrible. I hated it. You got farther than me. I saw your tweet. You're like, I did one round and I'm good. I couldn't even get into a round. I was in this like weird old lobby where you're just standing in circles with people and I could not play. It was not putting me in a match. And I was like, nope, I am done with this. I've had my fill. Yeah. So how this works is it's very similar to an online lobby system of Blaze Blue cross tag battle, uh, which came out, which I played and I, I enjoyed heavily. I really enjoyed that fighter. Uh, and you pick two players in that game to play on your team. And what was cool about that is that you were in this big digital lobby and there was 
it's since it's one person versus another person, you find um, someone to play against. There's like, you know, 100 people and you you'd say, I want to play this person and go and you have your own identity and things so you could, you know, could team up or whatever. But this game, mm-hmm. you get into a lobby, which you have to you have to configure and tell them that you're in the United States about 20,000 times. And you go into this weird lobby where you're little Goku and walk around and there's billions of people everywhere. You go into a match. You have no idea what's happening. And you finally play. And I mean, I had no idea what the buttons were. I didn't know what any of the moves were. I just got my butt handed to me. And that's not that that's not what made it like not fun or what I didn't like. I just like, oh, I don't like any of this. Like none of this seemed enjoyable or what I would ever want to do in a a fighting game ever in my entire life. Yeah. And also, I'm not a big Dragon Ball fan myself, to be honest with you. So at that level, um, it just I was like immediately turned off where Blaze Blue, I haven't played a lot of Blaze Blue, but I played that demo. And I was like, oh, I, I could I could I could play this game and see myself enjoying it. And I, I think that's part of the problem for me, too. I'm not a big uh, Dragon Ball Z fan. If this were Naruto, sure, I love Naruto, but the Dragon Ball Z is just not a game I really never got into. I'm sure it's wonderful, but I don't know these characters. They don't mean anything to me. You can get into one, like when you're in that lobby, you can go through and like pick a different character if you want. I didn't know who, I, I just picked based on who looked cool. So it was kind of like, I nothing means anything to me. So I just wanted to try it out. I want, you know, if a fighter game's good, it's, you don't need to know the content. You can still enjoy yourself, but I just didn't even enjoy myself. I just felt like I was confused at all times as to what I was supposed to do in this mm-hmm. game. And I think that's a good tell because I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it. Maybe this is how other games like you said other games are handle it very similar and you go in you're just like oh yeah this is just normal but for us coming in where we didn't have any experience it was kind of like i don't know what is going on here this feels very weird to me why is there a lobby why do i why am i in this space so i just it's not a game for me yeah i did not like it i did not like it so i needed to after um kind of deleting (laughs) dragon ball z fighter z off of my switch i downloaded a game that i've been wanting to buy for a while i'll talk about this and then i'll let you talk about some of the stuff you played this week and then i'll i'll finish it off with something i just played today which i was very excited about i downloaded floor kids have you ever heard of floor kids never so i had heard about floor kids from another podcast or video or some review i remember seeing it and hearing really great things because you know michael i love a good music rhythm based game just my jam I do. And you love floor, it. I, I just love it. I can't help myself. And Floor Kids was a game that was usually on on sale for twenty dollars, but I saw it in the eShop and the in the discount area for twelve bucks. So I said, "Oh, ten bucks is about what I wanted to buy it. I'll throw an extra two bones." So Floor Kids has a really cool soundtrack, and the whole concept is that um, you are uh, a kid coming up in the city, and you need to. Um, Breakdance. It's a you're breakdancing. So you have multiple breakdance moves. You have up top, down low, you have spins and then you have freezes that you can do and you can use your switch to to do this. There's not like interactive stuff, but like up, down, left, right, and then spinning the controls and hitting different buttons. Now, I didn't really see too much of this game, but I figured rhythm music based game that I could, you know, there's some something that I'm playing around with, right? There's up, down, left, right, or there's a sequence that I have to hit at the correct time. And Floor Kids blends the two worlds together of do whatever you want, you figure out freestyle, and then at certain points in the game, you have to hit 
certain keys at a certain time. So the entire concept is that you can kind of break dance as you will, and there's a crowd around you watching, and you get different points. And sometimes the crowd shouts out to you, like, hey, I want you to do a floor spin, and then you got to do it, and there's things back and forth. And so far that I've played it, about the hour or so, I've really enjoyed it, but I also don't necessarily know why or how I'm getting like good scores. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because they're not telling me what to do half the time or like 90% of the time. They're mostly like, just do this. And like, I'm just pressing on buttons and like, I'm controlling the person and knowing why I'm doing the moves. But then I'm like, well, I, I want like a more purpose and challenge to hit something in an organized fashion. Yeah, you're trying to actually play a game and not just be told what to do the whole yeah. time. So it's fun. The soundtrack is really fun to listen to and really cool. It has a cool art style to it. So, so far, I am enjoying it. I'm glad that I got it on sale. I need to play it a lot more to give a full review breakdown. But right now, I'm at a little mixed review on it, I would say. Nice. Nice. Excellent. So for me, I played, I finished Semblance. Mm. That was the $10 game very popular you're playing as this little blob of goo and you can jump around and like meld the world uh parts of the world to you so that you can finish these platform games i'm gonna i'm kind of in the process of writing the review on it i have to change a few things now but uh, i'm mixed i don't i don't love it um i think that the the mechanic that they really banked on the the idea of that you mold this world to to shape it so you can solve these puzzles it was called like a platformer slash puzzle game it is not it is a puzzle game and you are platforming to get to the next puzzle it's it's kind of like having a live you know like um just a user interface instead of just picking out puzzles you're just kind of moving your blob to get to the next one and the most platformy most favorite level of mine was the very end Mm. that was the one that felt like a platformer that was where it all kind of came together you have the mechanics of moving the world around you to solve a puzzle but you're also platforming and challenging yourself to get there more um more better than what you did in the earlier stages mm. and then it just ends the game just stops like you're i wasn't even sure i beat it i, I didn't even know i was at the final boss like it just stopped oh, weird. there was no story there's no narrative there's some very strange paintings on the wall that are kind of alluding to a story or something bigger but there's never been there was no story there was no nothing and the more i played it while it did seem polished initially the more things kind of fell apart a little bit i kept getting stuck in the walls you know when i would shift the environment it it would shift at a very odd angle sometimes um so overall i do think this game is for some people again it's not a game for me i just i could not wait to get through it i just did not have fun playing Mm. this i did pick up tetris escape Right now it's on sale for $4. Normally it's $5. This game is kind of fun. You're playing in these little blocks that you're jumping around. You're trying to solve puzzles. It is very, there's no you know qualms about it. It is a puzzle game. You're just kind of you're figuring out how to use your block to jump to this like portal. And then you go on to the next level. And it's kind of, it reminds me of a mobile game because it's got like a little mini map with, you know, 20 spots on it and then you unlock that one you get three stars you go to the next one you unlock that you get three stars you go to the next one and kind of like working your way through the different worlds uh it's okay i think two 
dollars is the prime price for this game. It at four and five, it still feels a little bit overpriced. But if you like these kind of puzzle games, I do think that it's got a place for somebody. I'm not. I'll probably beat it, but it, it's going way below on the. Mm. On like the must play list. The game that I am absolutely in love with that I played, I think already for 15 hours this week is Hollow Knight. 15 bucks is a steal for this game. I am absolutely loving everything about it. The polish, the music, the style of the game, the story of the game keeps evolving as you're playing through it. Your character is like you, you, you're, you're you want to keep going. There, there are some fast move um, options in there where you can teleport to the other part of the world. But to be honest, I just enjoy working my way th- from one point to the other. I love seeing all of the different variety in, in enemies because you're actually trying to collect them all. You're trying to battle a bunch of them because if you do, you they go in your journal. So you have your first time you see it, you get a journal entry you you kill 25 of that enemy type then you get another additional like little bit of story that's given to you by a character you'll meet later in the game and it's just it's just the story in the game just keeps evolving as you're playing and you get to a part it's a it's a um very much a metroidvania where you get to something you can't get past it so you have to backtrack then you go back later on and you kind of have to remember oh yeah i can go there but man, oh man, it is just so much fun. Every bit of it, it just feels polished and well done. And from such a small team, this thing is a home run all around. I cannot say enough good things oh, about man. it. Oh man, I can't wait for you to play another 40 or 50 hours and give us the full review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, and that's the thing. It's like, I am i can't stop playing it. I honestly, there was other, like, I'm like, oh, I bought Tetris. Let me try that out. I, I couldn't stop playing Hollow Knight. I could not stop. I was, re- I'm just sucked in. Every minute I can, I'm on it for like five, 10 minutes and then i'm okay uh, i forced myself to put it <laughs> now down. we know why it's not well, like the top five every single week and all of july yeah it, it's all comes clear now i it was a little sleeper i thought i i thought i found this game but it's not <laughs> well i'll tell you a little game that i did find and happened to play this week i did not buy it but my friend jesse who i was mentioning earlier picked it up and he said hey do you want to come over and yell at each other and play overcooked too and i said absolutely <laughs> let's end our friendship over a little uh cooking uh, of virtual food and delivering it to people and yeah we played some overcooked too and that being said, super good. And it's a it's a relationship ender, I like to call it, because you just end up yelling at each other and getting frustrated. And it's always a time crunch because you're always trying to cook this food for people. Things are counting down. You only have so much time. You're always trying to cook stuff. Overcooked 2 looks beautiful, performs great on the Switch. We played multiplayer. It's definitely a multiplayer mm. game. You don't want to play it by yourself. It makes little to no sense. You need people to be playing and cooperating with um in general it's a lot more fun with more people which makes it hard for me to buy it so we went and played uh a little bit and we got pretty far just playing and it starts off a little bit easier overcooked one my big criticism was that it got really hard really fast and Mm -hmm. i didn't like that i just wanted a casual i just want to cook stuff that was my my thing is i just want to cook stuff and feel as if i'm accomplishing things and i felt very nervous all the time you need like just a cooking sim yes yeah give me i just want to cook stuff for people and i want i want some time crunch because like you shouldn't have forever to cook sushi for somebody because the fish will go bad but you know i want i want less time crunch and there wasn't there's not a casual mode in this game there's some arcade modes where you can play any level you want not in the story mode but um we did have fun playing it and we we did better or worse but it's really about 
taking a level and strategizing around it. Like I wish they gave you a minute to strategize based on where the food, mm. the dishes and everything were and you're chopping stuff and you're cooking stuff and you're making the rice and you're making the sushi and you're delivering the stuff and you're washing the dishes. So that's really fun, just like the first one and there's more of it. So there's a lot more dishes and recipes that you can make. Uh, if you like the first one, you're going to love the second one because it's more of it. There's online play, there's couch co-op. I will say I'm not sure how the online play will work because there's no voice chat. So I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> but couch co-op was very much fun because you're literally yelling and ending friendships over this game. So I give it a thumbs up. There's my hands on review. Thumbs up unless you are in a relationship and don't want that relationship to last. So thumbs down on that part. <laughs> um, but overall, a lot of fun. So I just wanted to kind of mention that I got to get my hands on on that one. So that's oh, it. Oh, that's fantastic. So we have some winners and some stinkers this week. I think so. And nice. and our longest episode ever of Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs> Very happy. Um, well, I think that's going to do it, Michael. I think we can officially call it at one hour and 18 billion hours later. Um, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. You can, of course, like, rate, review, subscribe, all the things on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, on the Overcast, on the Pocket Cast. Do all the things. Tell your friends about the podcast. We would absolutely love it. And you can follow us at MS Rivet, at James Montemagno, and at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter. And that's going to do it. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.